how can we ever hear God? Or how, you know, a lot of us don't know, you know, what's God trying to say here? You know, they want to always question God on certain things. And it's like, how do you even know when you can't spend, you know, five or 10 minutes without going on your phone or constantly being distracted? And not only that idea, but like, look at who controls the media. Yeah. God doesn't control the media. Um, people who believe like we do don't control the media. Yeah. And so it's like, understand what you're consuming and not only how much you're consuming it, but like, who's the one owning this and what you're consuming. We are back at it <laughs> after uh, a gazillion tries of a couple of different things, right, Meeks? A little challenging when we're 2,500 miles away. Yeah, and uh, Wi-Fi's AIDS at your campus. <laughs> get a little tough. Yeah, can we? Uh, hey, Father Dave Pavanka, can we get a little get a little love? Maybe I know you guys got all these studios and you know whatnot. Can we, can yeah. we get some help out or? So we reserve a room. Yeah, maybe we can reboot your uh, your DSL modem over there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, no, it's good to see you. Good to be good to be back. Um, and uh, you know, just appreciate. I know it. It's been a little bit inconsistent. This is just kind of what we asked our, our, our listeners and our viewers to kind of be patient and uh, merciful to us as we try to continue to make this happen. So, for those of you who've been waiting, um, it's not like we haven't wanted to. Uh, give you something it's just been it's been a challenge and there's this guy next to me meeks that uh that's been a little missing in action huh yeah he looks a little merry or something <laughs> something like that huh must be yeah. in the in the, the hair or something <laughs> my new outfit yeah 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 no but Kimmy's back in this in the studio back in action with ppk newly married so congratulations to you, you and michelle family's growing for sure so um with that being said let's kick it over to county for some inspiration yeah, so since I missed last week's or you know our last episode, I thought I'd I'd step it up on my way back and and provide today's uh, inspiration for the episode. So uh, just upon reflection, um, you know we're filming this the week of the election, um, and you know everything's just crazy right now. There's just a lot of chaos. There's a lot of division, um, and and you even think in our church um, and things that have happened in this past month, you know, alone within the church. And there's just been a lot of confusion. So um, what better way to kind of, you know, maneuver through all this confusion and chaos than to practice detachment. And so that's really the, the topic of today's um, podcast is how to practice detachment. What is detachment? Um, and, and why is that? Why is that important for our faith journey? So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a key thing. Um, as you said, you know, we've got, um, this is a time when you look at the parallel between what's happening in the church and what's happening in our country and specifically, I mean, what happens in the United States of America affects the entire globe. Let's just be honest. Right. So, um, even though it's a national thing, it actually affects a lot of other people. That's why we're kind of on the world stage right now, but it, it's really easy to, um, find yourself, your peace, uh, your faith rocked and, sh and shook because of what's going on so when we know our sanctuary is our faith and then we feel like that's 
kind of in disorder and chaos and then now we have every, the whole world around us going bananas and literally our country is split in half right between one side versus another side and just regardless of which side you find yourself on there's there feels like there's conflict there is conflict and, and contention so um detachment is definitely something we need to be more aware of and more intentional about what say you meeks uh, i think it's just necessary for like you know you guys are both saying just for our peace as as catholics but just as human beings and i think today we're so you know suffocated with media and just lights and images and everything that's around us and it's like not even of our own um intention sometimes but we're just constantly distracted a lot and um you know i'm reading a book by cardinal Seurat about the power of silence and just the idea that you know god can only speak to you through silence and that's when like you know the most beautiful things happen the sunrise or trees grow or just some of the beauty in nature or just life itself those things happen through silence i think um us getting back to that idea and um trying to be more intentional about uh whether it be sitting in silence or just sitting outside or going on walks some of these uh you know kind of old school ideas i think that'll really help us um in this kind of fight against the culture. I mean, it's a counterculture thing to say that you should be silent. If you're being silent, something's off or, you know, you're being weird or awkward or something like that. And I think we got to like take something back of that and just, you know, whether it be stop going on your phone all the time or just be willing to get the hour of adoration or whatever it may be. There's so many things that you can do that doesn't have to involve, you know, just staring at the wall. But I think silence can be within your heart. It could be within your eyes, how you, how you see things. Uh, there's a lot of different things, but all of that has to do with detachment, what we're, we're going to talk about today. Yeah, let's go, let's go then, Keone, to specifically like the concept of atta- detachment, because Meeks is starting to bring up things of how to get to that point mm-hmm. of detaching from the worldly things right. um, and spending, obviously, more time in contemplation and meditation. Right. But let's talk about the actual meaning of detachment when we're speaking about it in this context. Yeah, so, you know, like we usually do, you know, we're just going to make it conversational. We're going to kind of give you the basics and we encourage all of our listeners to kind of take it and run with it, continue to do reading and research and and make that a part of your own faith journey. But just simply speaking, um, detachment is basically holy. It's called holy indifference. Um, and, and what that means is it's the breaking away of any emotional bond or um, fixation to created things and even supernatural things. We can be attached to supernatural things like um, the rosary or we can be attached to certain things um, created. We can be attached to our job. We can be attached to our family. We can be attached to success you know and and so what the the church fathers have talked about um and and a lot of the saints is that you know practicing detachment this holy indifference where we're not bound to anything of this world is really a huge step in progressing in our faith journey so um in breaking these attachments we're no longer tied and pulled by the things of this world Mm -hmm. and our we basically do all things for God's sake. And that's really, that's what heaven is, is we, we are only solely attached to, um, to God. Um, and that starts right here on earth every day is recognizing what are we attached to. And I think especially in everything that's going on today, I find myself guilty of it. I need to go through Instagram. I need to look at all my news sources, what's going on in, in our country, what's going on in the church. Um, and that's, you know, I'm really attached to, Uh, I can find myself attached to being in the know. I can be attached to intellectual, um, just uh, pride and, uh, you know, just needing to be um, filled with the newest thing and and that that idea of attachment to curiosity. Mm. Um, And 
it can even rob it can rob my peace you know because everything's in chaos right now of course because we're you know just fallen humans um and if i let it you know um, if i let it control me to a certain extent it robs it not only robs my peace but it distracts me from doing the work of god and like meeks was saying like god speaks to us in the silence and how deaf we can be when we're constantly attached to something. We're constantly mm-hmm. moved emotionally by what's going on in our country, what's going on at work, our family life. We're constantly being pulled every which way. And we're so distracted um, that we don't even hear what God's trying to say to us in the silence of the day, in the little movements of the day, in the, the things people say to us, our situations in life. We completely miss God's voice because we're so attached and pulled emotionally and fixed to these situations that really um, we need to let go of. Mm-hmm. Makes. Yeah, I think we're just addicted creatures, really, at this point. Um, it's, I mean, you know, how, how can we, how can we ever hear God? Or how, you know, a lot of us don't know, you know, what's God trying to say here? You know, they want to always question God on certain things. And it's like, how do you even know when you can't spend, you know, five or ten minutes without going on your phone or constantly being distracted? And not only that idea, but like, look at who controls the media. Yeah. God doesn't control the media. Um, people who believe like we do don't control the media. Yeah. And so it's like, understand what you're consuming and not only how much you're consuming it, but like, who's the one owning this and what you're consuming. And you look at the media, you look at who owns music, you look at who owns entertainment, you look at who owns, uh, you know, big tech and all these things. Who's the ones that are your search engines trying to find answers, all these kind of things. It's like not people that are on your side. Believe that. Like they're, they're not people that, that uh, believe the things that we do. They're not people trying to bring you closer to God. So it's a lot of things that you have to be more aware of than not only just being silent, like we're saying, not only going to adoration, but like, what are you consuming and where is it taking you? You know, there's a lot of things that you consume that are good and we're not trying to drive you away from those things. You know, like, there's a lot of good YouTube videos. Obviously, we're making this on YouTube. So there's, there's good things that you can take away from it. But <clears throat> I think a lot of us don't really have an understanding or we're not really fully aware of who owns the things that we see, you know, and really trying to be cognizant of that. And especially with things of, you know, the election, what we're going through right now, and, um, you know, the media just having a major, major influence on the direction of the election that we haven't seen before because it hasn't been this present before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was uh, watching something, with, I mean, not that we're getting into politics, but just interesting that we're, I was uh, looking at Tucker Carlson. He was just talking about in 2000 with the whole drama that we're kind of going through now with is it fraud, this and that how open every news station was no matter uh, obviously a lot of them were still leaning left or you know yeah fox leans right whatever everyone was still just trying to figure out how can we provide information to the people and you know be transparent about it and i think now obviously we don't really see that it's very biased and so to have that understanding of if that's how if that's what it is in the news then what do you think it is in every other aspect you know and they can quietly do these things but kind of just have an idea i think detachment's understanding all sides of that you know what i mean and so um, just things that you read and consume, we got to be more cognizant and aware of what we're doing and how we're filling our bodies and minds, because if we're misleading ourselves, we can mislead others. Yeah, it's interesting. I was having a conversation yesterday with a, a priest friend of ours and a deacon friend of ours, and we were talking about how we as the faithful, I mean, people in general, well, let's put it in the context of faith, how we, we, we don't have the ability to reason objectively speaking, right? So St. Thomas Aquinas would tell you that um, that reason is uh, when, or I think it's truth is when your thoughts conform to objective reality. So that's what truth is, right? So how do we reason towards objective truth? How do we discern 
and look at something prudently, right? Like people right now are going crazy. There's there's so many different things because the media is controlling it. You have sound bites. People have a superficial idea of truth in and of itself and then there's we're broken people there's all these things influencing us as you both you and uh, I mean Keone and Miko have been talking about but how do we as people step back and say time out just objectively speaking like the media right like you guys project but you don't declare a candidate right so we think about politics like who are you guys to, to say you're not government you're not the legislative branch so all you're supposed to do is objectively speaking nonpartisan way right is say as good journalists we're supposed to present truth and be transparent about it so they're not doing their jobs right and we can see the effect of that and so now the world's in chaos and we're all freaking out and um and i think when you pour so much into that so your point too makes about what you're pouring into yourself it's it's like the issue with the pope right so when we think about people are um and, and all of us are guilty of it but pope says something this way gets taken another way or he says it and we're trying to figure out and scratch our heads well guess what we don't follow while the pope's the vicar of christ we believe in christ himself and we're part of the catholic church because this is the church that jesus christ started and we believe that the gates of hell will not prevail against it a lot of catholics don't even know what the deposit of faith is doesn't even don't understand like that's i mean we've had a lot of way more terrible popes um like if we lived under pope alexander the sixth you guys would lose your mind or pope damascus one of the more infamous popes you wouldn't you would you think you have issues now with ambiguous statements these are people who are living a sinful life that's because they're man you know what i mean so our our whole faith isn't put into pope blank our faith is put into Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part where we need to, but how do you discern that? How do you discern truth? Now, when we go to the attachment, I was a couple of the, uh, the um, stories or the biblical side of this, the scripture side of it, I think of like the parable of the rich young man, mm -hmm. right? He runs up to Jesus. He says, Lord, what must I do to, to, um, to earn the kingdom of heaven, eternal eternity? And he's like, you know, follow the commandments. Well, I've done these all since my youth. And then he goes, for you to be perfect, right sell everything you have give to the poor pick up your cross and follow me mm -hmm. and he walks away sad and, and you know that's a really good mm -hmm. indication of detachment why mm -hmm. because jesus wants us to be broke no because he knows that there's a disordered attachment mm -hmm. to his material possessions mm -hmm. so here you have a faithful going jew who practices all the commandments since his youth he honors his mother and father he lives out all of these things yet he has a disordered attachment to the material possessions in his life mm -hmm. there's no different than for us as what we're trying to bring up in this this context is are you attached to the media are you attached to facebook or instagram are you attached to even the pope or the sacramentals or the pious way that i live my my faith are you attached to the taylor marshalls of the world or the you know all all these people out there these personalities these catholic personalities in the world rather than being attached to our lord and savior jesus christ and it's you know kind of just going off of your question you know what do you what do you attach to and i think the simplest way for all of us you know in our own life but for you listeners to find out what it what is it that you're attached to is if it's taken away from you if it's there's a moment of chaos how how are you responding mm. if there's a moment of confusion in this regard and it really rocks you emotionally and you find yourself you know preoccupied with it um then there's a sign that there's an attachment and kind of the perfect example that father ripperger uh, talks about is um there's you know you're hungry you go throughout your day you say you're, you're fasting right and you, you go to dinner and there is just juicy steak that's on that's on the, the the table but it's not yours 
and you walk by it and you're like salivating and you're like i need to have this steak i've been waiting all day that right there in and of itself is a sign of attachment now all attachments don't aren't necessarily bad there's some good attachments right to have a, a healthy attachment with your family healthy attachment with the church however a lot of it can be imperfect because it always has to be centered on god and god alone and it's through the attachment to god that he allows us to see things around us um perfectly mm. so just kind of that's something that i've been trying to take in my own life like in my reactions to things perfect example is um uh, you know as a, a newly married man um michelle and i were going to see some friends uh yesterday and we kind of have this like who's you know who's driving today you know i'm not really feeling it i know sometimes she doesn't really feel it either um and she had wanted to, she you know had vouched to drive but then you know kind of changed her mind i know her back's been hurting and everything so it kind of switched up on me and, and like you know anytime a plan switches up you're kind of like mm, yeah i guess i'll drive but just seeing my emotional reaction to that like what are you attached to is it like the plan is it like your pride there's something that i'm attached to like being mm -hmm. right and it's like in in every day-to-day -day interaction it's so crazy like when you start to practice this detachment how present it comes to you like you're attached to so many things yeah. because you're emotionally bound or fixed to whatever happens and it's like break free of these detach or these attachments because god is trying to work in you he's trying to become everything to you but we have this this place in our heart that is blocking god a, a place for god you know he's trying to take up you know every ounce of our heart and we're like no god sorry that place is 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 my work uh, you know I, that's my attachment and that's my the, my wife right here and that's my success it's up here and sorry and god's trying to fill all of it and we're so attached that we like we block you know a place for him and, and he wants all of us and we are so i think in today it's it's even more apparent that we have so many attachments in so many different ways and a lot of the culture affects that that we only give God just a piece of us and he never, he doesn't want a piece of us. Right. He wants all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meeks. Yeah. And you, and I think, you know, and at least in my journey, the more that I have gone, you know, to the sacraments, the more that I pray and start reading and, and educating myself, you can just see how, how attached you are. And you see the, necess the necessity of detaching and you see, um, when you're in constant, I mean, we talked about this a time, but when you're in constant distraction, um, I feel like sin comes in a lot, quicker and a lot harder because you're not willing to put those away and that's what temptation is really i mean it's a distraction that's what it's trying to do and so if you're constantly distracting yourself throughout the day temptation comes in then it's a lot easier to go and find that rather than being okay you know what i've been on my phone enough i don't need to i can be able to sit in silence like a normal human being and like a man and not be a little child but has to be you know have my toys with me all the time yeah. and and some of these ideas and you know i think to keone's point about um society I got a quote from the book I was reading that I want to look through. And Cardinal Seurat says here, Our world no longer hears God because it is constantly speaking at a devastating speed and volume in order to say nothing. Modern civilization does not know how to be quiet. It holds forth in an unending monologue. Postmodern society rejects the past and looks at the present as a cheap consumer object. It pictures the future in terms of almost obsessive progress. And, you know, that he continues, and there's a lot here, but he says, thus there's a dictatorship of speech, a dictatorship of verbal emphasis, and a theater of shadows. Nothing is left but a purulent, 
purulent wound of mechanical wounds without perspective, without truth, without foundation. Quite often, truth is nothing more than the pure and misleading creation of the media corroborated by fabricated images and testimonies. I mean, there's a ton there, but I mean, I can't say anything better than that. And I think silence and detachment just goes into so many things, but at the end of the day, it's really being countercultural, which is what mm-hmm. the Catholic faith is about. And um, just seeing where you're failing and understanding what's the obstacle in your relationship with God and into eternal life, because, you know, I don't know about some of our viewers, but with how things are going right now, it seems like, you know, Christ might be coming a little bit sooner than later. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe that's just me. But it seems like things are kind of going a little bit wild right now. And understanding and having that eternal aspect, the only way that you can do that truly is through reflection, um, through silence, getting yourself out of everyday nonsense of this world, um, whether that's music, media, whatever it is, um, and just truly like seeing things. For, I think it's hard, you know, even when you think about building relationships with people and family and friendship, like these things have to go through like true silence and reflection in order to build those or make those better. Or, um, you know, obviously I'm engaged. We got two married folks over there. Um, I think, you know, how do you work on a relationship if you're not thinking about them? You know, if you're not seeing those things, if you're not reflecting on those things, how can you be better at anything if you're not sitting and truly trying to comprehend it yourself? And you're living in constant distraction. Like, what are you actually doing? Are you getting better in any sense? Of it? Not really. I mean, you can't possibly. If you're in basketball, you're watching film. That's not a distraction. That's called having like the silence of your brain to be able to sit and understand what you're like uh, comprehending what you're watching in front of you in order to be better. Like those are things that like silence and attachment is more about than just like sitting at, at, at alone at night and doing an examination, examination of conscience. It's like having, you know, Cardinal Straw talks about a silence of heart being able to listen, you know, like it, it's more than just being in the, uh, how many of us go in the adoration chapel and like can't focus for five seconds. I can't focus for five seconds. I know that, but trying to accomplish that silence of heart, then you may listen. It's not about just not talking, you know, it's not about, I mean, our minds, can, our, our eyes even can look at so many different things. There's such thing as like silence of eyes, almost attachment of being able to look at all these things and being focused on a certain thing. There's so many things that we can look at in this way that we don't usually um, think about. And I think one thing that helped me a ton is reading. I think reading is huge for everybody. I think reading is probably your easiest guide. Obviously, that in prayer. Mm-hmm. But those two things are being like the easiest guide to detachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, something that's super important of why we're trying to become detached is that um the devil uses our attachments and he he uses them to not only sin leads us to like miko was saying it's we're obviously uh, he uses our attachments to tempt us because he knows we're emotionally drawn to them but he also uses these attachments to turn away from doing god's will Right. And God's will is a free choice. Right. Doing his will is it's you know, it's a free choice to do that. It's to respond. But what the devil does is he tries to take our attachments and it's like a dog and you have a, a bone and you give him the bone and he like latches on. And you're shaking it every which way and he's just following you and dragging. And that's what the devil is doing with our attachments. He literally, you know, he gives it to us and we latch onto it and he can just maneuver us wherever which way, distracting us from what God actually wills for us and often leading us to sin. And that's why it's so important when we're talking about what are you attached to? Because not not all attachments are necessarily bad, but they're imperfect. Why? Because they're emotional fixations to things other than God. And I think in order to to really listen to God, to really put him first, we have to start to break away from these things because now we're solely focused on God and then he can kind of enlighten 
and purify the the rest of our life and the other parts of our life yeah i think we brought this up when we talked about um you know effeminacy mm-hmm. when father chad was talking about you know like specifically the two sense appetites of concusable and irascible and how those are those are really the object of a good right or an experience uh, feeling of pleasure and so this is and again all things in moderation right mm-hmm. and so those things can lead to good but when they're disordered mm-hmm. um we can have issues there but one of the things when meeks when you were talking i was uh, that came to mind is actually during this time right now this is actually where people's true faith will be uh, illumined mm-hmm. right so we'll see where people are your level of mental emotional and spiritual maturity i mean just look at our world today like mm-hmm. if you're so if to a point, if you're moved so much to like, I'm going to lose my mind because of whatever candidate getting elected, like, like I question your sanity, like your mental health to a point where you're like, so, and we're all passionate people mm-hmm. and trust me, you know what I mean? We're, it's not like it doesn't affect me. I'm not going to it'd be a lie if I said it doesn't affect me, but to, to a degree where I'm going to go burn stuff down or I'm going to go and beat people up. Or I'm going to go and do something that completely is contrary to, um, you know, just respect for the dignity of the human person, whatever it may be. But it's like, and, or even with the church, mm-hmm. like you're so like, man, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe that, you know, there's been great empires like the Roman Empire, which fell after 400 years when you let barbarians, you know, in the church. We've been, they, people have been trying to take the church down for 2000 years. It ain't happened. You know, so it's just like, where does your trust and your place? So to me, your faith and your level of maturity is completely battle tested right now. Like for all the people who find excuses to not go to mass or find excuses to not pray or f- because of whatever, whomever, because the PPK guys, you know, they just piss me off. It's like, really? That's what <laughs> that's what that's what man. I question your faith, really, because it's been it's obviously superficial, shallow, and it's t- all about you. And I just think that's the part when we talk about being detached, even for ourselves, right? I mean, all the struggles we have with even just getting a a podcast episode, you know, um, we could be so attached to it and be totally inflexible to it and say, forget it. You know, I'm going to throw my hands up, you know, screw this or whatever. And it's just like, no, if it's really God's will, we have to trust in that, Mm -hmm. you know? So nothing, so for the faithful out there, because I wanted to kind of move into, okay, now, how do we, now, how do we get, how do we move towards this? All right, we're, we're, we're buying what you guys are selling. But for the faithful out there, we have to understand that nothing happens outside of God's permissive will mm-hmm. and that nothing happens to you, whether that's suffering, trial, persecution, that isn't aimed towards your salvation. Mm-hmm. So when you think of it that way, so if, if the candidate I want doesn't get elected, oh my gosh, and I prayed 54-day rosary. You know, I prayed and I fasted and I did this. That means God's not there. No, it means that this is necessary for the salvation of as many souls as possible. And if you're a true believer, you understand that. Mm-hmm. You, you trust in that. Even when it hurts, even when it, it, it feels yucky, even when, it, when it, it feels like you're abandoned. Well, guess what? Christ was abandoned by everybody around him with the exception of Mama Mary and, and the beloved, uh, you know, Apostle John at the foot of the cross. He was nailed on the cross by all of us sinners. So it's just like, this is where we're going to see where people are really. Mm-hmm. Well, even just saying like the 54-day, you know, rosary yeah. for the candidate, which is great. Go ahead and do that. Right. But at the end of the day, what God is trying to do is you're not doing it for an end of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like You're not doing it so your candidate can go 
can can be elected. You're not doing it for your idea of what the country should be. You're doing it because it's God's will and you want to please him. That's mm. what like perfect detachment is. Is everything that you do each and every day is it solely to please God? Not that it's necessarily wrong to do it for your country, mm-hmm. but it it's imperfect why? Because God is the perfection of everything good that we seek. And I think something that you mentioned pops is most of the time our greatest our greatest attachment is ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of something to reflect on as we, you know, sort of get towards wrapping up is like um we te- we we typically have this idea that we want to see ourselves as good. Our attachment to ourselves is like we're you know we're good people and to become fully detached is to realize that the only thing that all of us, all you listeners bring to the table is our sin. Mm-hmm. And everything else come everything good comes from God and it's just whether we participate in that goodness or not. And in order to participate in that, we have to be detached. Mm. And, and, and like you said, Dad, like all these struggles and sufferings and God removing things. And we're like, why are you doing this, God? And he's like, because I am, I'm trying to fill that place in your heart and you're not letting me. Mm-hmm. So it's going to hurt a little bit when I, when I break these attachments. Why? Because we put emotional fixation and bind to it. We're technically chained to it. And God's like, yes, it's going to hurt. But I'm trying to fill that place if you let me and it's going to sting. But we're always better off for it. And I think just as we go through this faith journey, as our listeners, you know, join us in trying to become detached, it's really letting go of these attachments and trusting that God, like you said, he does everything uh, within his, you know, permissive will to get us to heaven, to Mm -hmm. sanctify us. Because if not, we're going to spend a lot of time in purgatory already becoming detached. He's already going to be, that's what pur- purgatory is. It's yes. purifying mm-hmm. us of all our attachments because everyone in heaven is solely fixated on God and God alone. So why not we start now? Mm-hmm. And the saints would tell us that came before us would tell us that, right? Mm-hmm. If you knew what purgatory was like, you would try to bypass it because that purifying fire. Ooh. Right. So we got to work on it now. Meeks, mm-hmm. what say you, man? Uh, my last words, I think really, um, you know, for those those people who are like us, got a little shaken in our peace with a lot of things happening with, um, you know, things that Vatican says or, or Pope Francis more specifically has said or whether, you know, Sleepy Joe or whatever this may be. Um, I think understanding that, you know, in Scripture and in the Word himself, I don't think there's ever a point where um, Jesus and the truth is in the majority of people. I don't ever find that to be the case. Um, I think you have to find your peace and understanding that when everyone's against you, I think something's usually going to be right. And so um, I think the only time that people were bowing down with uh, with palm leaves, they crucified him next week, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even if they are on your side for one week, you better watch out for the next week <laughs> and uh, be prepared. So I think, you know, understanding that and like, you know, what Keanu was saying, true detachment is really just having your focus on the Lord and true focus on the Lord is being detached from everything else. And so that's something that we're all trying to work on. Something I'm trying to work on. I sometimes just want to throw my phone off the wall. I'm tired of looking at it all the time. And um, you know, I encourage people to read read things like Carlos Raw, The Power of Silence, and um, just continue to educate yourself. You know, I think I think of us as really a stepping stone into so many more things that we've all learned ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, just keep that stuff in mind. Like when the world's against you, that's what Jesus said was going to happen. So you know, don't fret. Just make sure you go to confession. You're praying the rosary, doing what Our Lady says and all our apparitions, and we should be all right. Uh, that's good. What about you, Kenny? Just, you know, uh, moving forward as we're all trying to, you know, grow in our detachments and, and something that, you know, I even need to step up uh, in my life is just more more fasting. 
in intentional fasting. And, you know, and that's such a good way. Obviously, prayer too. You know, we talked about you know the power of silence and prayer and meditation, contemplating God, right? Because that's who we want to be attached to only. Um, but just the idea of fasting every day, and, and we've talked about this in, in other episodes, but making that fast intentional and an acts of mortification. And I believe um, Father Ripperger talks about mortification is, is Latin. It has two words, and it's, it basically means to make dead. And what you're making dead are your attachments mm-hmm. to things of this world, the created things. And, and there's no better way than fasting. And that's really, you know, what it is, is it's breaking that emotional fixation to the food, to uh, your phone, to things that occupy our mind, the need to know and curiosity, right? Fasting from these things throughout the day um, and, and doing it repetitively so that whether it's taken from you or not without your choosing and God, you know, allows that to happen, you're not emotionally fixed to it and reacted. Um, and I just wanted to say one last thing, you know, I started this conversation talking about detachment being holy indifference. And that doesn't mean that we're like, eh, whatever. It doesn't mean lukewarm. It's that we're not emotionally fixed to it, the outcome, because we know that God is in control of all things. Mm-hmm. And so just really making that a point, you know, holy indifference is not that we don't do everything we can to be a patriot and to stand up for our, our, our country. It doesn't mean that we defend the church's teaching and we, we can want to pursue truth when, you know, a, a church leader is not or is, is maybe causing confusion. It's that whatever the outcome is, we're not emotionally bound to it and our, our peace is not shaken and our faith in God is not rocked. Um, so just kind of leaving you, you all with that is that it doesn't mean indifferent as far as lukewarm, but that, you know, whatever the outcome is, we're not, we're not destroyed by it. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, echo both of what you guys are saying, definitely prayer, sacraments, uh, silence. I'm a big proponent of silence. Somebody who used to avoid silence at all costs. I am absolutely 100% with, with Meeks and Keone on that one. So if you're not exercising or practicing it now, start, right? So spend five minutes in silence and guess what? It's not always easy. As Mika was saying, right? I struggle. I have a, I have at a minimum uh, a holy hour on uh, once a week, and I have more than that really when I when I go to the to the to the chapel, and I struggle just like any other person because I got a lot of things going on. I got a lot of projects and human things. I got a lot of worries, concerns, both within the church and and within our country, but. Um, you got to start. And I think that the thing is just being faithful, right? Just being faithful every day to uh, your growth and commitment to detach from the worldly things. Um, but I wanted to, to kind of end on the note, especially for those that right now, because of when we're recording this and the time of uncertainty and you've got people literally our country split in half, right? And I, I always go back to the time where Jesus was before. How did Jesus respond to anything when it dealt with the government, right? And it was just like when when he was before Pilate and he was being judged, he said, Pilate said, what are you know, are you a king? And he says, you say so. And, and he says, he goes um, and he says, you know, they, they, they your people brought you to me. And he says, if my people were of this world, you would have armies right releasing. Me. He goes, he says, do you not realize I have the power to crucify you? And Jesus says, the only power you have is the power which my father gave you. Right. So it's like this is this is our Lord. This is our this is like our response. And he says what he says this. He says, um, therefore, he who handed you over to me has the greater sin. Boom. That was it. When he when he was sent over to King Herod to be questioned by King Herod because his his jurisdiction, because Pilate was struggling with that. What he 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 was, you know, Herod's talking to Jesus. What did Jesus say? Zero. 
because he realized that we're all like St. Paul just told us in the readings this week. So if you if you're staying within the rhythm of the church in Philippians, he says what our citizenship is in heaven. Those who will find themselves uh, enemies of the cross of Christ, enemies of the cross of Christ, their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Right. And he says that their mind is consumed with the worldly things. And I think this is the part when we go, we want to dive into silence. We want to dive into the sacred word of God. And we want to allow God to work inside of us. Because if we find ourselves disoriented, discouraged, in despair, disenchanted with all the things, then we have too much stock into the world. So whatever it is, my brothers and sisters in Christ that are listening to us, whatever it is that's disturbing your peace, you need to rethink that. So if you've got to go and delete every account that you have on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook, which is completely monopolize anyway do it you know what i mean whatever it is the lord says if, it, if your hand causes you to sin cut it off because it's better for you to go in with one hand than to go to hell and so makes any last parting words before we we end this episode um yeah just detach yourself from not wanting to like comment or subscribe <laughs> um, probably that's about it <laughs> true that right i know it's it's been a little bit of challenge when mika's yeah. away and we're, and we're you know can't get married and that's just the way so we appreciate your patience but we just ask that you continue to, to like comment subscribe share with everybody that you know um and if there's anything that we can continue to do for you outside of our prayer for you let us know but until the next episode get holy or die trying god's peace <laughs> <laughs>